I'm going to send it to you. Hello. You are listening to live from the Blue Bullet Saloon. It's Raising Hell with Roy. And this is our first podcast in our initial season here. We'll have special guests along the way. We're going to play some music, do music interviews, comedy interviews. We're going to do a little bit of everything. Have a little fun along the way. Let's get to today's headlines. Husband's lottery ticket gift to wife earns a $50,000 prize. $50,000 prize. Now my producer here, Jessica. Jessica, say hello to hello all the people out there in Radio Lane. So how about this? The wife buys a scratch-off ticket, gives it. I'm sorry, the husband buys the scratch-off ticket, gives it to the wife. She wins $50,000. Now, do you tell your husband oh. that you won the $50,000? Oh, that's secret. I'm running away. Run, do you run away with $50,000? Is $50,000 enough to run away with, though? Well, it'll get me started. So this was a 48-year-old woman in Maryland. They say he, uh husband, went to Sunrise Market in Delhi in Beltsville, Maryland, and uh, bought his wife some scratch-off tickets. He didn't get any big wins, but decided to give a few to his wife. And she, Maria, 41, took a break from cooking to scratch off her tickets. You know, and that's what a woman should be doing, is cooking. That is absolutely untrue. Cooking and cleaning, right? I hate to cook. Doing the laundry, cooking, cleaning. So she was doing what she was supposed to be doing. And she discovered that one of the $20 scratch-offs made her a $50,000 winner. So, let's see what she did with the money. What do you think she did with the money? Initially, they thought she won $5,000. Soon, she realized it was $50,000. And um, so, they put plan to put their winnings toward a down payment on a new home for the family. $50,000 for a new home now. Jessica, do you buy a new home? You've already got a home. Do you buy a new home? Do you get $50,000? Do you go on some exotic vacation? What do you do? No, I guess a new home would be okay. I mean, you got something to show for it, right? But you already you go got on a home. vacation. Good. You just go away and you come back but, to but, your same house. But don't you already have a home? You already have a home, but... So you buy, do you buy a second home or do you... Or do you upgrade the home? I don't know. I think you invest in a new home. Story is pretty simple, right? You be selfish. And here we are in Illinois. And, you know, the with the Powerball approaching is, what, $1.2 billion tonight? $1.4 $1. 4 tonight. So if you buy a, a, a lottery ticket tonight and you win... The one point four billion. Do you tell your husband? I guess I have to. I or guess do you, I have to. Or do you just disappear and people go, wow? No, I can't. I, I wonder. No, I can't. I wonder where Jessica disappeared to, right? 
And then all of a sudden it comes out a few weeks later that you won the 1.4 billion. You know, 1.4 billion is God, that's such a big number. Yeah, it's such a big number. I mean, it's you know, too much money. You don't even need that much, right? What do you do with that money? You can only buy so much. You know, shit. I mean, charities and family, and I mean, you take your friends, right? You take. You wouldn't even have any friends. You would take care They'd of. They'd all use you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, true. Every, I mean, you'd have a lot of friends. Actually, you'd have a lot of friends if you won 1.4 billion. Have you read those stories before? Oh the yeah. People who won the lottery, they have. Nothing. The worst. They have to like hide out places. Yeah. Well, you know, at one point four billion, I, I'd probably hide out. I would, you know, I'd, nobody I'd needs buy that my, much money. I'd buy my own island, I think, right? And then <laughs> that's if you want to be secluded. Yeah, hell yeah, I'd be secluded. You buy your own island. Somebody, you know, you'd have to fly in, fly out. You'd be able to monitor anybody that comes on your your remote island, right? They'd have to come by boat, or they'd have to come by, you know, a little plane or something. I guess so. Anyway, uh, guys, don't give the scratch-offs to your women. Just keep them for yourself. And, um, you know, if you win, see here, you, he his were losers. Give it to his wife. She won 50 grand. A um, 104-year-old Chicago woman is looking to be the oldest person ever to skydive. She's going to jump from 13,500 feet in northern Illinois today is that crazy? So she's trying to set a new Guinness World uh, record. Give it Guinness World Records will be there for a jump. WLS is going to be there for a jump. Uh, One hundred four years old is that crazy? That is crazy. So the woman first skydived when she was a hundred years old. Her first skydiving attempt was a hundred. So she's she's not a rookie at this by any stretch, right? So it's something she's already done before. She's 104, oldest woman ever to do it. Uh, she left her walker behind, just short of the plane. Needed help to walk to the plane. Okay. And then she uh, strapped on one of them big strapping young men in the in the plane, jumped as a tandem jump. Didn't jump by herself. Did a tandem. Hooked her up to the parachute, and off she went. So uh, she did yell, let's go, let's go, Geronimo. So uh, the crazy thing is she's not even Indian. So she's German. Uh, but yet she still yelled Geronimo. Um, the funny thing is the, they talked to uh, one of the guys that were in the plane. And he said they actually had to push her <laughs> push her out of the aircraft. Um, and I can imagine. Now, would you even attempt? Hell no. To jump? Would, no. you, would you get on a plane? Would you get on a plane? I'd get on the plane, but I would So you would get on the to push my ass too. So if you if you got on the plane, would you strap up like you were like you were going to jump? No. no. Or would it just, just be you know I'm not that brave. Too crazy to even think about. I'm too young. I can't. You're too young? I'm too young. Well, I value my life. I mean, hundred and four, I guess what yeah, I guess you got nothing to lose at that point, right? You've already outlived Life expectancy, life, what's, I don't even know what life expectancy is for a woman anymore. 80, 79, 80, I, you know, something crazy like that. So 104, God bless you. Um, uh, did, do you think she jumped into water? Where do you think she jumped into? Grass. Yeah, that's what it was. It was a field of grass. She tumbled out of the plane head first, they and said. And she can't walk, so I'm sure it wasn't right. a good landing. Well, and, and she's with another guy, right? So she tumbles out of the plane head first. They said she completed a perfect 
a forward roll in the sky, right? So she's doing these flips in the sky, 104 years old. First of all, you think she'd get dizzy at 104 years old, right? Doing flips and shit in the air. She's like, right? she's throwing up. She's sure throwing up, and, you know, all over the dude. The guy's like, what the hell's going on? You know, this lady's throwing up all over me. Uh, but she does this forward roll in the sky before flying stable and then a free fall uh, with her belly, you know, facing the ground. And um, the dive lasted seven minutes. And then, you know, parachute opens and it you know, slowly descends to the ground and whatever. But, um, you know, they said it, uh, the wind was pushing her white hair back, right? Of course, she's she's a white-haired woman. Um, and then, of course, the, the friends rushed to, you know, to congratulate her. And somebody brought her, you know, brought her walker over so she could stand up and, and, uh, you know, they asked her, oh, how's it, how did it feel? How did it feel? And, you know, she, of course she said, what do you think she said? What do you think? Her, what do you think her? Wonderful, right? She says it was wonderful up there. The whole thing was delightful, wonderful. Couldn't have been better. Um, She said, so as soon as uh, she had jumped, the lifelong Chicago woman said, uh, she'll be, you know, she'll be 105 in December, 105 in December. What do you think her next big adventure is going to be so she's already parachuted at 104 what do you think her her next big adventure is going to be how do you top how do you top a uh uh skydive i'm not sure she's going to do a hot air balloon ride oh, hot air balloon ride right is that crazy so she's going to do that at 105 and i wonder if that's again you know i mean how many people live to be 105 let alone you know get up in a hot air balloon so, uh, but kudos to her. I mean, she's going to, you know, I mean, I, hell, I'm not even going to live to, I'm not even going to live to see 104 or 105, right? So she's doing things that, you know, most, most of us could, can only dream of. Um, you know, I came across a story. Um, this lady bought a, uh, sculpture at a, in an Alabama thrift shop. And she paid $40 for it, right? And I I know you like to have your little antiques here and there. Uh, but this was a sculpture by an Alabama artist. Um, first of all, I didn't even think Alabama was sophisticated enough to have a sculpture artist. Uh, but she bought it at a thrift store for 40 bucks, right? $39.99. And now this thing, uh, they said, was valuable. And it's being auctioned off. What do you think the the starting starting bid you know, for? A million dollars. Oh God, no, no, not that much. No, but no. um, two thousand dollars, right? So two thousand dollars. Way off. <laughs> You're close. Um, but you know, she bought it for forty bucks, and now it's being auctioned off for two grand. I mean, that's that's it's a hell of an investment, right? Forty bucks and. Uh, you're gonna get at least two grand. That's what the opening bid's gonna start for. You know, I guess if somebody buys it. So she was in Birmingham at this little thrift shop. And she sees this sculpture of a, a magnolia flower in a branch, and she thought, "Oh, that's gonna be cute." And and um, they say she uh, immediately she recognized this as this work of this Alabama sculpture, this Frank Fleming, right? He's this. at the uh, Storyteller Fountain in Birmingham, right? And that's what he created. Um, this guy died in 2018, and 
So she bought this piece, 40 bucks, realized it was more valuable than what she paid for it, yet she didn't offer to pay any more for it. She still paid the $40. Now, would you, if you know something's valuable, do you tell the thrift shop, hey, no. you know, you got something pretty valuable here on your hands, mm -mm. No. and I'm going to give you a little bit more money for it? Think you say anything. So you just, you know, you just play dumb. You buy it for 40 bucks and then you walk out of the store realizing you got something pretty valuable. Yes. Well, uh, it was actually signed by the sculpture. Uh, he died in 2018. So she decided to donate the piece to the Birmingham Zoo, right? The Birmingham Zoo. And so the Birmingham Zoo said, well, heck, you know, that's nice. It's great and all, but we'd rather have the money. So the Birmingham Zoo decided that they were going to put it up uh, for an auction. You got time to bid on it. The bidding closes October 5th. And the starting bid on this, $2,000. So if you're interested in that, Jessica, $2,000. We'll get you a Magnolia uh, piece of artwork from this Alabama sculpture. And our last story, I'm going to leave you here. Um, I thought this was, was pretty hysterical. So in Australia, there's a farm that has crocodiles, right? I mean, that's kind of crazy. I guess there is a lot of crocodiles in, in Australia. But uh, there's helicopters that fly past this farm. And people come to check out these hundreds and hundreds of crocodiles on this farm. And one particular helicopter got a little low. Uh, to the helicopters and they said it set off a frenzy and so ironically enough um, mating season uh, had started early this year because of this low flying helicopter they said it it flew so low that it put the males into this uh, sexual mood by the presence of these military helicopters um, this guy, he's got a, a farmer in Rockhampton, Queensland, started this farm in 1981 and said the bulls amongst his stable of about 3,000 crocodiles were sent into a mating frenzy when this helicopter came in low over his farm and said one helicopter came in so low to get a good look at the animals. The result was a flurry of reptile romance. All the big males up at the sky. And then after the helicopter left, they made it like mad. Well, that sounds fantastic. Now, with that, let me ask you something. So would a low-flying helicopter put you in the mood? No. I mean, is that something they go, wow, you know, that helicopter just flew so What's so it? low over my house that it just put me in the mood? Well, uh, evidently, that's how it works in the crocodile fields, right? So, I guess so. Um. There's something about the sonic waves, they said, that really gets them stirred up. And obviously, uh, you know, uh, it says it might be producing a very low frequency thump, thump, as it hits the water. Um, and they said that the, the males, crocodiles, fed off this uh, energy and the sound and the movement and everything else and just... It got him excited. I guess it's the same thing as like if you listen to a really good song, like a really good song that, you know, puts you in the mood, you know, 
you're out there in a club and you hear that song, you know, just that song is like, yeah, it's baby, this is my jam, right? And it just kind of puts you in the groove. Now, what's a song that puts you in the, that just puts you in the groove? Well, with anything. I mean, is there an 80s song? Is there no, a 90s song? definitely not 80s song. There, how about Def Lab, Pour Some Sugar on Me? You know, you'd be sitting in the club, pour some sugar. That didn't do it? I don't know. Anyway, it worked for the it worked for these crocodiles. So anyway, uh interesting story. Would, now would you like to see these crocodiles mating? Absolutely. I mean, no. I mean is that, is I that, do not. Is that it doesn't you know, because there's some like something there's I some think. people who are you know, they're voyeurs, right? A lot of people voyeurs or whatever. Well, I mean, it's just they like to the, they like to uh really want to see animals mate. Like ah, you know, they kinda I mean, they, they like not to the see kind of porn I like. Right. They 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 like to see stuff and you know here these crocodiles are going at it like mad i mean i I can only imagine well one of the segments we're going to bring to you every week is the mr know-it-all segment and i myself uh seem to be uh, you know pretty knowledgeable about most subjects so each week uh listeners are going to send us an email and we are going to read some responses. So we've been promoting the show and this podcast uh, for about a week now in this segment. We've actually gotten some emails. We've gotten a handful of emails already on things that some of the listeners would like to know. So we thought we'd take a time. Um, I think we got, what did we get, 17? I think 17 emails, various questions yes. uh, in the past week. And we picked out a few that that we uh, would like to share. And Jessica, I know you've got a handful there you're going to throw at me. And and um, so let's see what we got. See if I can answer them with the, to the best of my ability. Okay, here we go. And by the way, we are coming to you live from the Blue Bullet Saloon. And it's so nice to be able to come to the Blue Bullet Saloon and have a cold beverage as we do the show, right? That's right. I mean, that, that's definitely a nice perk, having a cold beverage. You know, every once in a while, when we, when we come to you here from Blue Bill Saloon, we'll have a band here, right? We'll have an audience and and uh, audience participation, music in the background, what have you. So, right, you never know what's going to happen at the Blue Bill Saloon. Okay, dear Mister Know It All, recently my girlfriend and I got caught in a comp compromising position in my parents' bedroom, and they came home and caught us. We were both 21, but now I'm embarrassed to even be around them. Do I break up? Help. Wow. So you're, well, there's a lot of things wrong with that, right? So first of all, you're 21 and you're, you're in her parents' bedroom. That's first, a little crazy. Right. Yes. I mean, okay. So you're 21, you know, first of all, get a hotel room, uh, have your own apartment, right? I mean. Parent wants to come right. see. I mean, you should have your shit together. I mean, 21. You're, it's not like you're 16, 15, 16, you know. Uh, 21 years old. You either be in, you need to be in college or you need to have a job, right? So either we're we're doing this at a dorm, we're doing this at an apartment, or we're we're sponging for a hundred dollar hotel room. Um that's first and foremost. Now, secondly, yeah, you know. Being around the parents, um, I, I can imagine. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that probably is a little awkward. Do you break up with her? Oh, boy, that's tough. Uh, 
Absolutely not, right? I mean, obviously you're digging her. And obviously if you're in your parents' bedroom, you know, you got something special with this young lady, right? So you, you don't want to dump her because of that, right? That That's a, you know, there's there's a million reasons uh, to, dump, to dump a girl. And that certainly wouldn't be one of them, I wouldn't think. What do you think the parents' images every time that they see them? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure the parents... Uh, you know, don't think highly of this young man. Uh, I think if you're the... You're thinking being kinky, right? Well, I think if you're the dad, you're wondering why, you know, uh, they're in the bedroom, right? I mean, why don't you have your shit together and, and being somewhere else? Um, you know, what was mom's reaction, I wonder? You know... Um, it, it's a little, it's a little awkward, right? So, so mom sees her daughter in a compromising position, but you know, uh, mom's also probably what? We're humans. Her, this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed her, to. If her daughter's twenty one, you know, mom's probably in her mid forties, or you know, maybe upper forties, and she's seeing this young, young twenty one year old guy. Is he buff? You know, if he's buff, yeah, young, good looking guy. Hey, maybe mom's got a nightfall. Maybe mom. You know, um, part of her, there it was kind of exciting for mom, right? To see this naked guy or whatever. Maybe. Yeah, who knows? So, uh, but, but, um, what was, what was his name? Do we know what his name was? David. David, don't break up. Uh, certainly don't break up with her. Yeah, it's a little embarrassing to be around the parents, but you know what? Uh, be proud. Be proud of your manhood. Be proud of you. Um, Obviously, the girl, their daughter's digging you, right? Uh, pretty ballsy, I'll admit. Pretty ballsy to go in their room. Uh, why didn't you go in her room, right? I'm, doesn't she have a room there? I mean, I would think you know, an old room, yeah, right? an old room, uh, you know, a spare room, a guest room, a couch. I mean, any anywhere. You just the parents' room is always going to be a bad idea, right? I mean, that's that's something you did when you were younger, not when you're 21 years old. But but no, don't don't break up here, David. But I do have another one for you here. All right. Okay. All right. Mr. Know-it-all. I've noticed that my neighbor's cat gets in the garbage every night. I've mentioned it to my neighbor, but nothing has changed. What do I do? I can't move. Well, yeah, I can't stand cats, to be honest with you. And, you know, I, I guess my first reaction would be to, you know, put some poison. Well, <laughs> Trap the cat. Yeah, well, Trap I mean, that cat, would be right? an option, too. I mean, but I think I personally would put some poison uh, in the garbage. want to kill it. Oh, sure we do. You know, no, you can't yeah, just here's the thing. kill the cat. You know what? You could trap the cat, but, you know, the cat, you know, isn't this cat eventually going to find its way back? You know, take it out to the country. So, okay, but the cat, is the cat that stupid that it's not going to find its way back? I don't know. It'll I mean, take a while. Okay, but you're saying so eventually it will make its way back. That's well, a, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't even take chance. I guess if you know, if you were gonna take the cat out and dispose of this cat, right, with a you know, I don't know, twenty two or something like that, that's different, right? You can trap it and do that. Uh or you can just put some poison in it, let that cat get in there. I'm not sure that's a good idea. And, you know, and and have its death. Through poison and the, and the, you know the luckily uh, hopefully for you, you know the cat gets sick and it goes back to its owner and and you know 
and keels over right there. And it's something you don't have to worry about. And then maybe the neighbor, you know, you said you you had talked to the neighbor about it. Well, maybe the neighbor gets the hint and uh, realizes, hey, you know what? Probably should get my damn cat out of the guy's garbage. So that's all I would suggest. I think you go with the poison. Okay, looks like I got one more for you. Last one. All right. Okay, my man goes out every Thursday night about 7 p.m. and gets home around 1 a.m. Every Thursday, he puts on a nice dress shirt and his best jeans and wears cologne. I'm always asleep when he goes comes home, but he usually sleeps on the couch. He says it's so he doesn't wake me. Well, I, I can tell you right now, that's already, uh, it already sounds a little strange. What, what, what is, you're pushing the email to me. The other six days, uh, he wears sweats or, or old t-shirts and rarely wears deodorant. What do you think is going on? Signed, Susie. Well, Susie, um, let's see. Six days a week, your man wears sweats and old t-shirts and rarely wears deodorant. And every Thursday night, about 7 o'clock, he leaves, comes home at 1 a.m., dressed to the nines, smelling good, showers, uh, and sleeps on the couch when he gets home. Well, I, I think it's, there's a red I, flag, I, No, I think, <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious. I, I think, you know what, he's probably going to meet up with his boys. Uh, watch a little Thursday night football. I think it's pretty innocent. What do you think? I don't believe. I don't believe so. Do not believe so. Well, there. I mean, there could be there now. There could be uh, a logical explanation for this. I mean, yeah, it does seem random that it's every Thursday night. Now, you know, I mean, it's crazy that he that maybe he wouldn't do this on a Friday or Saturday night, right? Isn't that more of a more of a date night, Friday or Saturday night? You know what? Susie, I would say get out. I would say that's your red flag. It's time to move on. You know, but do we jump to conclusions? Oh, yes. Yes. I'm sure she wouldn't be writing Mr. Know-it-all if she didn't have a gut feeling something was probably wrong. You know, again, though, you know, Thursday night football is a, is a big boys night out, right? Especially if uh, you're a diehard NFL fan. Um, 1 a.m.? Well, you know, some of these games get over late and, you know, you get to drinking and, you know, if there's possible overtime, you know, if a game's ending at 1030 and, you know, we don't know how far his boys live. You're making excuses. Well, I'm just saying there could be, there could be. Uh, you know, a reason that that uh, the boyfriend is staying out late on on a, th on a Thursday night. I don't believe so. Now I believe you're wrong. Well, you know, she does say he wears nice dress shirts. He doesn't. He's not like he's wearing a football jersey of his favorite team, right? Or you know. Well, why doesn't he invite her? Well, I mean, do you like football? I do not. But how do you know it's football related? You have no idea. Well, no, I'm just, you know, I'm just, you know. But you probably, because you know everything, I, right? I, I don't want to jump to conclusions and, and assume that that the boyfriend is cheating. Uh, that's easy to, that's easy to. It's a given. That's easy to jump it's to. It's a that. given. So, 
So let's get this straight. The guy showers, wears cologne, wears it, wears his nicest clothes. Yes. And stays out late. And stays out late. And it, it always leaves when she's sleeping. And it's every Thursday. Sleeps on the couch. Well, isn't that though not I mean he sleeps on the couch. No, that's rude. That's rude. I mean he doesn't want to wake her up. He doesn't want her to, to <laughs> I'm sure there's more that goes into that. Okay, Susie, here's what I would say. Ask your boyfriend or your husband. She didn't say it, just says her man, right? Yeah. Ask your man to take you next Thursday, right? Wouldn't that be appropriate? Or if he leaves at seven o'clock every every Thursday, do does she get dressed? Maybe she showers and she Maybe gets dressed she up, doesn't follows. and doesn't well doesn't say anything, and then she's ready to go. So when he's ready to leave at seven, she's just accompanies him. Why right? doesn't she just gets in the car? Him. Just take a couple minutes, like behind, follow, him. see where well, he's then because, going. Well, then you're saying, you then know, you if know. you're if you sure. but if you're Susie, then you're saying you don't tr you don't trust him. That's exactly right. And it could be something as innocent as a Thursday night football game. Okay. Well, it's going to be proven. So, Susie, here's what I would say. Let's don't assume your man is cheating. Although it sounds like he might be. Let's not assume that he's cheating. So, next Thursday, here's what I want you to do. Get dressed. Shower, dressed up, ready to go. Dressed to the nines. Put your best heels on, your little short dress. whatever, Whatever you look best in. And you be ready to go at 7 o'clock. So when he says, hey, I'm heading out, you just say, hey, I'm going to go along with. And then let's see what he says, right? If it's for a football game, go and have a few beers, sit there with the boys and root on the, you know, the Chiefs or whoever your favorite football team is. I would say that's not a good idea. You say follow him. I say follow him. Otherwise, just, you you see the signs, Susie. Well, that's going to do it for our first episode of Raising Hell with Roy. And if you want to email us with one of your questions, send us an email to Mr. Know It All uh, at gmail.com. Mr. Know It All at gmail.com. We'll answer those burning questions that you might have. And until then, Let's go out and raise a little hell.